Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I am feeling the holiday spirit. How are you, Jeff? Same. Uh, you know, it's been an, an interesting year to say the least, and so it, it feels good to feel good. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that makes everybody feel good. We're going to talk about Disney's Candlelight Processionals. And I can't wait. They are magical. And I will give a very quick note to say, I'm not Catholic. This isn't my religion. This isn't my upbringing. But I have such appreciation for it. It is so moving, so heartwarming, and so spirit of the season, whatever you celebrate. You know what? I love that you led with that because as somebody who who is Catholic, who this story has been a central part of my Christmas experience forever. It's it's fun to know that something that feels one way to me can be enjoyed by somebody who doesn't share that same faith. So I'm glad you got that out of the way first, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. I think that's a, a really important designation to put on this show as we begin. It is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there isn't a religious component of it. There's a huge religious component. But there is such beauty and such warmth and such energy that you can't help but get wrapped up in it. Okay, so let's let's break it down. What what are we talking about? When does it happen? Give us the details so in case someone is completely in the dark, they have a better understanding of what we're talking about. You bet. So the candlelight processional is the religious storytelling of Christmas accompanied by music. Out at Disneyland, it is on my bucket list. And if you've been listening to the shows, my Disney bucket list isn't huge, but Disneyland's Candlelight Processional is on it because it is a super limited show, typically two nights by invitation only, hosted right in the entrance of the park on the train station. I bet you can all picture it now. It is glorious. I love all the video I've seen. I have not been able to attend that. But thankfully, in Walt Disney World, I have probably been about 100 times. Usually, it starts the Friday night of Thanksgiving, and it will go all the way till December 30th every night. So depending when Thanksgiving falls, we've usually got about 32 to 38 days of the show. Three times nightly, 5, 6.45, and 8.15. And again, it is just a magical experience held in the American Guidance Theater over in Epcot. So I do think, because you buried the lead a little bit there when it comes to California, I do think it's important to designate that in Epcot, it's the type of thing that you can you can do just with your with your park ticket, right? But in Disneyland, very, very different. I would imagine it has to feel more serendipitous in Disneyland. It's definitely a little more intimate, a little bit more special because it is those very few shows where I'm fortunate. As I said, I've gone probably over 100 times. There are some trips where I might even see it twice in one night if I love the narrator. Again, narrator telling the story of the biblical story of of Christmas, of the birth of Jesus. Give me an idea of, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm there with my family. It's a busy time of year. It's difficult enough to navigate through the parks. Why should I take time away from my vacation to go and do this when I can go see this at my church or my college or, or wherever else I am? Why is it something that I should take time during my vacation to go and see? 
I have to imagine, because I'll give a shout out to Muhlenberg College where my daughter was. I've seen it there probably a dozen times, and it's amazing. But just like so many other things, nobody does it like Disney. I'd be surprised to hear that any college or church does the candlelight processional with a celebrity narrator, with a 60-piece orchestra, with the voices of liberty, with these trumpeters that are just awe-inspiring. It's an experience that you can't get anywhere else, even though you can get the same story elsewhere. The source material is obviously not theirs (laughs) in one respect, Um, but that doesn't mean that they haven't honored the source material like they have in other ways when they've adapted things to make it their own, which is what you just kind of really described. So my question is, you know, we had led with, I'm Catholic, you're not. Who would you say this show is for? It's for anybody who has an appreciation of the arts, who wants to feel the spirit of the season, who has an open mind. It's certainly for those who are Catholic and religious. It's a phenomenal experience. I'll also give you the who is it not for. As we said, it's in the American Gardens Theater. If you're familiar with it, you're easily picturing that outdoor theater where they do concerts all year long for different things. But it always amazes me that you can be in an outdoor theater in the middle of Epcot and hear a pin drop. It is a silent audience, unless, of course, they're singing and joining along in certain pieces. But while the story is being told, everything around you is just drowned out. So it's not for somebody who might have a one or a two-year-old who can't sit for 30 minutes, who's going to cry through it and doesn't make it through church, but it's for anybody who really wants to celebrate the season. And like you said earlier, you're leading with a celebrity narrator. So it is that different piece to seeing, a, you know, someone, a preacher or, or a priest or, or a lector just up there reading the story. I had mentioned earlier that the differences between Disneyland and, and, and Epcot, you know, you can you can see it with your park admission. It's not entirely true. So talk to us about what it would cost to go and do this show. So it is a free show, and I will kind of piggyback on my last comment about not seeing the show with a little child who might not be able to sit. The great thing about it being in an outdoor theater is Even if you don't have a ticket or wait online to go into the show, you can stop for a minute or two, look in from the back of the theater, see it, hear it, and get a little bit of a taste for it. So if you just didn't even know what was going on and you were walking that promenade around World Showcase, you're going to pass it and you're going to hear it. You can do it literally for free with your ticket. There's a standby line for every show and you can get online or you can do it as part of a dining package. The majority of the restaurants in Epcot participate. New in 2019, they actually even had Trattoria Alforna over at the boardwalk participating as an additional option. You can do breakfast packages, lunch packages, or dinner packages, even though the show is only in the evening. So you might do a morning package and not see the show for another eight hours. Now, what you're saying by, by saying that is you do the package, you've booked a dinner reservation, a breakfast reservation, and that, that guarantees you admission to the show. Is that what you mean? Correct. So those packages typically have a higher cash price 
or often are an additional dining credit. And when you dine, you are given a ticket which guarantees you a seat. It guarantees you a seat, not in the front row, but in the front section where the standby line will come in and fill in seats from behind. If the front row is important to you, you're still going to want to get there early because there's going to be people on that line. But if you're just happy to be in, you can get there much later. And one of the things that I found over the years is there are some narrators that are a huge draw. It'll probably shock nobody that the number one narrator year after year is Neil Patrick Harris. He is phenomenal to listen to. He enjoys the season. He enjoys Disney. He is a pack crowd, standing room only. People literally will line up for him two hours before the show starts to hope to get in. I've seen other narrators where, honestly, sometimes I've had to Google to even understand, where would I know this person from? And the show could be starting in 15 minutes and the theater's only three quarters of the way full and there's nobody on the standby line. So sometimes the clout of your reader determines what the weight could be and how much the need for that dining package might be. One last question pertaining to that dining package. If you were to book through that dining package, do you have to choose which showtime you go to or, or can you can it apply at any of the shows? You do because of the limited seating in the theater and making sure everybody gets a seat. They do the booking with a specific showtime. So again, it's 5, 6.45 and 8.15. I will be honest. I often will do two because there's a huge difference in the 5 and the 8.15 show to me. In addition to the Voices of Liberty, there's a hundred-piece choir made up of a small number of cast members and a lot of high school and college students that come down and perform just for the day or for two days. And that hundred piece choir enters the theater holding lit fake candles. And when they come in, those lit candles, if it's five o'clock at night, you can certainly see them, but it's daylight. It gives one impression. If you do that 815 show and it's dark and these hundred candles transcend the theater, before even a note comes out, you're already in that mood and the spirit is set. It's just incredible. Well, that's cool. So it, it can be two different experiences with the same show. That's, you know, you would like to think they planned for that. Maybe they didn't, but it is something to, to take note of. You'll get a different feel out of the five o'clock show versus the 815 show. We talked a lot about what you can expect. Who can we expect? In, in this particular thing, right? The narrator is a celebrity narrator. So who are some of the, the more well-known? You mentioned Neil Patrick Harris and, and, and a couple others. Who can we expect? It's always a star-studded lineup. I will say one of my biggest Disney frustrations is that when you need to make your dining reservations at that 180-day window, the list of all the narrators isn't out or maybe the preliminary list has come out and there's a lot of to-be-determines in there. And if you're like me or many of our guests, you might have six possible nights you can go to Epcot. Each narrator typically appears all three shows a night, but just for two or three nights. So you might want to go on your second night because you're a huge Pat Sajak fan. Or going on your fifth night might be better for you because you absolutely adore Kurt Russell. That doesn't always come out in advance. It is 
an incredible assortment of actors, singers, sports figures, TV stars, movie stars. But I will give you our famous Disney line that whatever comes out is always subject to change. My family is very lucky. You've heard me talk about not only do we go to Disney often, we've been known to go last minute. We've been known to go for 24 or 48 hours for something that we wanted. And we had our reservations all set one year. We were going that first weekend in December. We were all set. And then they updated the list. And my daughter called me and she said, Mom, did you see who they added? And I said, nobody that I was dying to see. And she said, Mom, it's Edward Olmos. And my daughter in college, they did a whole unit on Battlestar Galactica. She became a huge Battlestar fan. And so... We bought plane tickets to fly down just to see him do Candlelight. And the day before he was supposed to read Candlelight, unfortunately, his mother passed away. And obviously, we did not still expect him to be in Disney. Disney did a quick swap of the narrator. We were able to see somebody else. But I do say to people, don't plan your whole vacation around the narrator because things do happen. They are human like the rest of us. And people change. But it is always an amazing list. I have seen John Stamos, Cal Ripken Jr., Chandra Wilson, uh, Jody Benson, CCH Pounder, Cheetah Rivera, Warwick Davis, Amy Grant, really just such a large list. And again, sometimes the names come and I'm like, yeah, I know that name, but I will admit when the list comes out, I definitely have to Google. There are a lot of them that have a true Disney connection. We've heard the voices of Disney princesses multiple times, different princesses, many each year. But again, sports stars, country music stars, all kinds of different people. And I will say the experience is very different with with each of them. Um, I've probably seen about 40 different narrators and some I love more than others. But what I really love is their story. Not only do they tell us that Christmas story, But usually they take a couple of minutes at the end to share their personal story. Or maybe one of the narrators did it right in the middle. And they said, before we get to this next song, this was my mom's favorite song. And I lost my mom X number of years ago. And that's why this show is so important to me. And they are all celebrities and all amazing. But again, they're all human just like us. And hearing those connections is really amazing. It is fun to know that Disney puts these unique people in those spots, you know, to do the things that you just said. They add their personal touch to it. I can't imagine in any walk of life that you would be able to put Cal Ripken Jr., Alfonso Ribeiro, and Pat Sajak and Whoopi Goldberg in the same hot tub. But essentially, that's what you're doing here <laughs> with, the, with the Candlelight Processional is, is these people share, if they share nothing else... They share this as the common thread that goes through them. Very, very cool to have the experience that you have where you've seen all these different people to really be able to say, I like what they've done here. Uh, I could have done without that because that's just the way that it works. Um, But with the things that you could do without, maybe somebody else would really enjoy. So very cool. And I will also tell you, if you love to catch celebrity sightings, know who's going to be doing the readings while you're there. I was fortunate enough, we are huge Grey's Anatomy fans in my house. And when Chandra Wilson was walking around Epcot, we asked if there was any way we could bother her for a picture. Again, 
Most of the celebrities are more than happy to take a photo with you if you approach them in a kind way and with gratitude. And it's something that I'll hold on to for a long time. But keep your eye out, even if it's just that you love seeing them from afar or watching them. Enjoy the attractions with their family. Again, they're no different than us. Many of them are there with their children trying to make memories just like you and I. Well, and it also can't hurt to go up to them and say, my daughter and I have booked this 24-hour stay just to hear you read the Candlelight Processional. Can I please have a picture? And then what are they going to say? No, they're not going to say no. That is true. Let's be fair. All right. So what else? What have we missed when it comes to talking about this really, really fantastic experience that somebody needs to know? My daughter studied ASL for a long time. She thought that might be a career for her to be an interpreter. So we spend a lot of time in the Disney parks watching parade shows and attractions interpreted. Every park, as an aside, every park has one day where they are interpreted. And you know that Monday is Magic Kingdom Day and so on. But Candlelight Processional is unique. Every Candlelight Processional is interpreted. And we happen to be friends with Angela, the head of the interpretation team, and her group are just phenomenal. I encourage you, even if you've never seen any sign language, and you're probably one of the few people in the world that can't even do I love you in sign language, take a minute during one of the songs, look off to the right side of the stage. You will see a man or a woman dressed in black because they want to blend in. They are not the focal point but watch them sign a song. If you weren't moved already watching the candlelight, watching the interpreters sign it and their entire body and persona being part of it, you will never think of those songs in the same way. Remember, we're recording this in a really strange time and it is a year, unfortunately, where the candlelight processional is dark. They did not do it in 2020. And I know a lot of people, this is what they they look forward to each year. So I hope that this show gave you a little bit of a, a memory of what it feels like for you and your family. Or if you haven't seen it, if you haven't been fortunate enough to be there for it, it gives you a little glimmer of something that maybe you could do next year with your family. And Sandy, there's nobody more equipped to talk about this show than you. I really thank you for sharing your experience uh, to help others enjoy their own experiences in the future. My pleasure. This was only second best to seeing it. But as you said, recalling it and thinking back to it made the season a little easier to handle. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. Happy holidays, everyone.